Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. On this episode, we will be joined by Karina, otherwise known as Magically Potteresque. Karina is an influencer in the Harry Potter fan community. As always, we will conclude with the Stuff We Love segment. Let's meet the hosts. I'm Scott. I'm Joe. And you're listening to the Stuff We Love Podcast. The Stuff We Love Podcast is now on Spotify. In addition to all the other podcast platforms out there where you can listen to the show, you can find us on Spotify. So if that's the way you listen to your other podcasts, please subscribe to us on there and enjoy. We also wanted to say that tonight's episode is going to be our last podcast of 2019. We're going to be taking some time off for the holidays and the new year. We have great content coming your way in 2020. That's what's so weird to say, 2020. So stay tuned. Joe? So we have a special episode for everybody tonight. We're pleased to welcome to the podcast Karina. Hi, Karina. Hi. Karina is an influencer in the Harry Potter fan community, and she's active on social media platforms while visiting the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando, which we've certainly talked about many times on the show. On her social media platforms, Karina showcases merchandise released by Universal Studios relating to the Wizarding World. We actually met Karina through her spectacular Instagram account, and we are excited to welcome her to the podcast. Karina, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is so awesome. Uh, I am a Floridian. I live close to the Wizarding World, and I am there almost every week, (laughs) all the time. (laughs) That's great. I'm jealous just of hearing that. (laughs) I'm very jealous right now. I don't think I've ever been more jealous in a podcast episode. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So, Karina, we're going to ask you a bunch of questions tonight uh, to get to learn a little bit more about you and about your Harry Potter fandom. Uh, I'm going to begin by asking you, when did you become a fan of Harry Potter and why? I became a fan when I could first read. The first book came out in 1997. So I was still, I was only six years old. I was still a little young to really grasp uh, the words in the book and stuff and really understand what it's about. So a few years later, that's when I started reading the books and then the movie started coming out. And then in middle school, I stopped liking it so much. Really? And then, yeah, it was like, you know, I went through like a phase. I'm like, uh, books. <laughs> <laughs> and then in high school, uh, I started reading them again. But I really became immersed when I went to college. And uh, I was by myself. And it was just something I could refer back to and read to make me feel like I was at home. Mm-hmm. That's great. Joe, when did you get into Harry Potter? I don't know if I ever asked you that. This is actually a funny story in my mind. When the first book came out, I actually was working as a cashier at a supermarket. And they were selling it there. And my mom came in that day and said, you got to read this book. (laughs) I've been hearing a lot about it. And, you know, people are talking about it. And it was right there. So she handed it to me. And I took it home that night after I bought it, and then I started reading it. So I, I have to thank my mother for making me read that book. That's good. Change your life. Yeah, it was great. It really it did, did change your life. It really Go, did. <laughs> That's right. How about you, Scott? I just remember seeing the book everywhere and, get, and being at Barnes & Noble or Borders back when Borders was open and buying Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and reading it and loving it. Uh, it was it intrigued me, I think, because it was a book I knew that kids and adults were reading and everybody was loving. And it's rare that a book comes out that's like that. So, and that, that just started my fandom. And uh, it also changed my life. I mean, Harry Potter, it, for me, as much as I love Star Wars, and we were talking a little bit before we started recording about The Rise of Skywalker, 
yes. I'm a bigger <laughs> Harry Potter fan than Star Wars, and I love Star Wars. So uh, the world of Harry I, Potter I has not only been a source of entertainment for me and for everybody, but it's changed even the vacations I take. <laughs> and you know, God, it's, it's had a major impact. You said already you're from Florida. What was your initial reaction when you saw the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in person at Universal? I cried when I first uh, when I first went. When I first went, I just I couldn't I couldn't believe I was there first off, and just seeing all the detail put into it, I I couldn't believe it. I just started crying. I couldn't help myself. Mm-hmm. And did you go on your first visit? Did you go on all the attractions? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't go on any of them. The first time I went, I just walked around and just looked around at everything. I The lines were really long. And the first time I went, I ended up getting a annual pass. So I knew I was going to come back again. So I just walked around and just looked at everything and just I was fully immersed. It was awesome. <laughs> the first time that you went, was it just um hogsmeade in, in universal or was diagon alley open as well or, or there it was the whole thing yeah it was the whole thing both yeah. of them were open mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's the way to do it yeah did you <laughs> and try i did oh, sorry go ahead Continue. i was gonna say i didn't uh want to have any spoilers even though it was everywhere by the time i went mm-hmm. uh and going into diagon alley it's it's pretty hidden so i had yeah. no idea where it was and it took me a while to find it and a lot of people said it looked like a busy bathroom. So I followed the busy bathroom. <laughs> that's good, that's actually really good. That's good. That yeah. a, that's a great description. <laughs> like, where are all these people? And I followed them. And you go through uh, the Diagon Alley walls. And it was just insane. <laughs> there really is no real sign when you're there. It's just the, the hidden wall that you walk around. And, yep. and all of a sudden, it just pops out. And you're like, I can't believe this is what it looks like. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. No matter how many times I go there, there's a, whenever I enter, whether it's Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley, it's just, I'm in awe every moment. It, it never ceases to get old. There's just such a transition from the other parts of Universal Studios into one of those two locations. It, it really <laughs> stands out. It never gets old. Uh, yep. Karina, on your, when did you try Butterbeer? What point, what visit was that? Uh, the first time. You did try it. Did you try I the Frozen to. or non-Frozen? I tried the frozen because yeah. I did hear that was better and it was extremely hot like it always is. Right. So I just, yep. I got the frozen one. <laughs> did you like it? I did. It's really, really good. That's the way to do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and there's uh, like, there's so many different kinds of uh, butterbeer. Uh, like there's ice cream, there's frozen, regular. They have uh, like the potted cream butterbeer. They have butterbeer fudge. There's so many butterbeer flavors. Butterbeer fudge. Where I never had that. That's that's actually interesting. Yeah. I got to try that. It's good. <laughs> Next time we're there, Joe, we got to give it a, give it. They a go. have that in the uh, in Honeydukes in um, in mm-hmm. Islands. It's um, they have that right in there when you walk into that candy store. It's it's mm-hmm. right there. So, so we'll definitely try that. Karina, tell us now a little bit about your post. Uh, as Joe mentioned in the introduction, we first met you through your Instagram profile, and your posts on there when you're at the Wizarding World are really phenomenal. They're so, each one is so distinct. You really almost get to feel like you're there with you, even though we're looking at it on our phones or iPads or whatever. <laughs> so how did your love of Harry Potter and the Wizarding World evolve into you setting up a social media profile where you'd be p- posting pictures of you immersed in this world? 
Well, it began when I posted my first Wizarding World picture. And I used a lot of hashtags. And I guess by using a hashtag at a certain time, it reached a lot of people. And I was just, I had so many messages from people all over the world telling me, you know, thank you for posting this. You know, I know I'll never be able to make it there. And that just sparked the Instagram page. I was like, okay, I need to post as many pictures as I can, see what people want to, you know, see if they were to go. Uh, And that's just, it just took off from there. I just started posting things that everybody wanted to see, things I really loved. And yeah. (laughs) That's great. And, and now that you've been there a bunch of times, how do you find new locations and new ideas of things to post? There's always uh, different events going on in the Wizarding World. Uh, throughout the holidays, they're always changing it up. Um, so whenever I'm there, I just try to get it every holiday so I can share whatever's new. Karina, sometimes, actually a lot of times, you post about certain products that you see and you come across. Mm-hmm. How do you find these products? How do you know what to post about? Do they contact you? Just tell us a little bit about that. Uh, like I said, I'm there like once a week or twice a week at least. So I know when there's something new, like I always make a lap around the merchandise and I see, you know, what's there. And sometimes I ask some of the employees, I do have a lot of friends that are team members. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they give me the scoop as well sometimes. Uh, as soon as something is put on the shelf, they're like, hey, there's a new pin out. There's something new, a new uh, shirt. So they and keep me in the loop as well. <laughs> do, do you get, like, requests from from um, fans or, or followers of your page to, like, post or look at certain things or post about them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, right now, there's a new chocolate frog that just came out. So everybody wants to see that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's different about the chocolate frog, the new one, versus the others that they had? I guess they had peppermint toads, right? Is that what the, was there before? Um, well, the chocolate frog is the one that has a, like the chocolate frog card inside of it. Okay. And yeah, it's like a, a witch or wizard, and it gives like a description yeah. mm-hmm. on who they are, and I guess their um, impact yes. on the wizarding world or something. So this one is Merlin. The last one was... Oh, goodness, I don't even remember. But they have different people, like Birdie Bots. They had Birdie Bots on there, the one nice. who made every flavored bean. Yep. So it's cool. <laughs> How often is Universal releasing new Potter products? Is it weekly, a couple times a month, would you say? I feel like a couple times a month. It's mm-hmm. often. It's so Sometimes it's really hard to keep track as well because uh, they are always putting out new products. Yeah, I love going souvenir shopping in the Wizarding World. I don't always buy something when I'm there, but I just love seeing the new products. Mm-hmm. And... I'm drawn to the Slytherin clothes, I have to say. Yes. I remember. I am a Slytherin. You're a Slytherin? <laughs> yes, I am. I remember when I went there for the first time, just like you said, I was amazed by it. I was just in awe. And I bought a Potter Gryffindor shirt. You know, the, the jersey. It had, you know, it's yeah. a Potter on the back. You still see a lot of people wearing that now. But ever since that time, I don't think I've ever bought a Gryffindor thing. I always get Slytherin. Have you been sorted? So, yes. And Pottermore, I got Slytherin. Nice. So you're a Slytherin. <laughs> yes. It's meant to be. <laughs> there you go. I won't say what I got then. It's not as good. Oh, what? All houses are great. They I'm all have their kidding. own qualities. I'm only kidding. I think I was actually got Ravenclaw when I sorted myself. <laughs> you must be very smart. I only and pretend wise. to be. <laughs> so, um, Karina, yeah, when, when you um, post on your account and everything, you must come across a lot of other fans in the Harry Potter community. How do you 
how do you meet them? Do you have any, you know, experiences with them and maybe even in the parks or anything like that? Is that something that comes up? I've made the most amazing friends through this Instagram page. Some people I could say are my best friends right now. We meet up at the park. They'll message me and it's just, it became more of a community on the Instagram page where we'll message each other and a lot of people are obviously they're not from here so when they come visit they want to meet up so I'll you know make my way to the park and meet up with them and show them all the cool spots where to take the photos and just like try to help them make the most out of their their experience here that's great Mm -hmm. Karina I want to ask you another question about the products that Universal releases Uh, is there a particular favorite or two that you've had over the years in terms of products does anything really stand out as your your all-time favorite Mm. I really love everything in Honeydukes, like the chocolate frogs. That is like the number one thing that I collect. Right. So tomorrow I'm going to get the new chocolate frog. That's like on my to-do list. Um, but other than that, ugh, everything is just so unique. I, I love it all. The robes are really nice, but I still haven't picked out a robe yet. You haven't picked out a robe? No, it's so hot in Florida. Right. That's the thing. Oh, I- I always say when I'm down there, I don't know how these, these all the kids wear the robes around. So when you know something's coming out, you make it a point to go and get something or go check it out over there? I don't go and get it. I make sure I post it so other people can see it. Because if I did, <laughs> oh boy, I would be so broke. <laughs> so the only thing that I collect are the chocolate frogs. You can get those from either Honeydukes or Sugar Plums, which is in Diagon Alley. And before, you could trade them. But now you're not allowed to do that anymore. So as soon as they come out, they put a gold sticker on them. So hmm. you can tell if it's a new, the new card that just came out. So that's on my to-do list. That's always what I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you go to the Wizarding World, do you always do both each time you go? Or, is, or do you find yourself spending more time in Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade? Uh, whenever I go, uh, I like to meet up with my friends. So it's really whatever they want to do because I'm just content being there. Mm-hmm. But we tend to do both because mm-hmm. we like to take the train, which takes you to both parks. Right. Joe, do you remember the first time you and I did the Hogwarts Express and we were in a car with people who wouldn't stop talking and it ruined the experience? Yes, I was no. really disappointed about yeah. that. Plus, we were going from... I think we were going from Diagon Alley or, or the King's Station mm-hmm. over to Hogsmeade. And we were sitting on – so we were sitting two, on the wrong side of the car basically. And those people were on the other side. So we couldn't really even see out the window. My or the, the It's <laughs> right. not really a real window, but it's a fake window. But you couldn't really even see out of there. I was, I was very upset about that. It really yeah. did. Aww. It really did ruin the experience. Although the next time we did it right after, you know, it was fine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've done it a few times now. And uh, I'm always amazed at the technology where I guess you're boarding Hogwarts Express and you like for people looking at Mm -hmm. others, it looks like they're going into platform nine and three quarters. Like it looks like they're Mm -hmm. walking. I'm still in awe of that technology. They have that. They have that mirror set up so that it looks like you're walking through the wall. Right. You go that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I actually also really like that the experience is slightly. It's different each way you go. So Mm -hmm. if you go from one park to the other. And then ride it back. You get a different. It's almost like two different rides. Yep. Before I ask you a general question about the Harry Potter universe, I just want to ask Karina. Do you now that you've been there so many times? What is your favorite attraction in the Wizarding World? Definitely the new Hagrid ride. 
Oh. Hands down. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And why is that? It's really long, and it's very immersive. It has Hagrid in it. You can see all the different magical creatures. It has seven really awesome launches. Mm -hmm. It drops like 17 feet, I think. It's just, it's awesome. It's just, it's, I don't even have words for it. It's an amazing ride. So now have you been to Disney to ride Rise of the Resistance? Not yet. Okay. I'd be very curious when you go on there, what, you know, how that compares for you to Hagrid's. Yeah. I really want to go on that one. You got to, if you want to go in it tomorrow, you got to wait in line now. (laughs) I think. Yeah. Right now. (laughs) I really want to ride Hagrid's, uh, that Hagrid ride though. When we, the last time we were there, Scott, you remember that the park opened, people were lining up. The ride didn't even open for five or six hours after that. Yeah. There was, there were technical issues right at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like forbidden journey? I do. I like that ride. Uh, it can make you kind of nauseous sometimes depending mm-hmm. on, you know, the time of day for me. Uh, but it's, it's one of those rides that can make you pretty nauseous. So let me ask you this question, Karina, because I have said that when you get off of the Forbidden Journey ride, mm-hmm. the, um, the track that's moving that you step onto goes very fast. Am I making that up? No, you're not. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've like, I, I step on there and that's even more intense than the ride. I'm, I'm kind of like trying to get yeah. my balance. Yeah. It's so you awkward. Walk sideways. <laughs> yeah. I actually find that the, for, the forbidden journey gets you more nauseous than escape from Gringotts. I think it, the ride is, is just better. Escape from Gringotts is just better that way. And it's not on a track either. So it's all virtual. Which, yeah. Yeah. Makes it. Oh, <laughs> The, for virtual rides, the best I could do is Soren. That's that's as, that's as bad as I can get for a virtual ride. Oh so. man, yeah, I love Soren. That's a good one. But yeah. Mission, oh, is it Mission Space? Mission Space. <gasps> it's oh, intense. What a nightmare. Yeah. In the Harry Potter universe, obviously, it's based on a series of books. What is your favorite one of those books, and why? Uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban has to be my favorite book. Wow. And it's because that's when things start getting more intense. Mm-hmm. It gets real <laughs> and there's just a lot more emotion. And I feel like that's when, for me, I feel like that's when the Harry Potter series really started taking off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that also your favorite movie? Yes, wow. it is. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Scott, what, a, what is your favorite book? That's like asking me kind of what my favorite Beatles song is. It changes every day. But um, I would say my favorite book, Deathly Hallows, maybe. But wow, my favorite okay. movie was Goblet of Fire for a long time. All right. I think my favorite book is Goblet of Fire. Yes. I think I think to me that was my favorite book for sure. Like that had everything. My favorite movie, I, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I probably have an unpopular choice. I think I like the first two movies more than the rest of them. They're all they're happy. The big, they are <laughs> the happy. happy and honestly, to me, when you're watching those first two movies, that's like the the magical Harry Potter to me. Mm-hmm. Where they're in the you know they're in the castle and the magic isn't too bad. They're like you know they're celebrating Christmas and things like that. And whereas, yes, <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban for some reason I just I didn't care for that movie. It was just too too much of a change. Maybe maybe that was it. Karina, have you seen any of the cast members in the parks for different events? I haven't. Even on okay, so I went to the opening of the Hagrid's Magical Creature Ride. Right. And I, w- I was one of the first 200 people there. But I did not make it to the cutoff to where 
uh, what was it? The Today Show was there. So right. they grabbed a big group of people. And I was just at the cutoff to where you could see the celebrities there. Right. Uh, they did an opening. So I could not see that. And I was so bummed. I was like, man, if I was there like a minute, um, just one minute later uh, earlier. Speaking of seeing the cast members in person, I went to see Daniel Radcliffe in a play in New York City. I think the name of the play was Privacy. It was at the Public Theater in New York. And it was a sort of interactive play between the cast and the audience where the theme of the play, if I remember correctly, it was all about how technology is intruding in our lives too much and how we all know so much about one another. And there was a part of the show where they had everybody in the audience take out their phones and bring up the Uber app and check their own ratings on Uber because the drivers can give passengers ratings. And they asked, does anyone here in the audience have a perfect rating? And I was the only one that did. So they had me, I guess they had me stand up in front of Daniel Radcliffe and the cast. And they asked me, why is your rating perfect? And I gave a ridiculous answer. I, I really, <laughs> it made no sense. I, I thought about it. If I was doing it again, my answer would have been, I had a lot of practice riding in taxis. But I, <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, on the spot, I just said, oh, I, I'm a nice guy or something like that. But then I sat back down and I thought to myself, wait a second. I just acted in front of Daniel Radcliffe. It was very cool. Very cool. That is cool. That's one of the things you think about uh, like 10 years later and say, why didn't I say what I wanted to say? Yep. You know. And I yeah, saw I Emma Watson in New York it. at a restaurant once. Ooh, she that's walked, exciting. She walked right in front of me and I thought to myself, that's Emma Watson. But I was not with any Potter fans, so no one really appreciated it. That was before she was Belle from Beauty and the Beast and now she's in Little Women and everything. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, let me ask you this question, too. This just occurred to me. In Harry Potter, out of the big three, Harry Potter, Ron, and Hermione, who's your favorite and why? Ron. Whoa. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yes. He was my favorite because I feel like I could relate to him more because mm-hmm. he was always the the underdog. Like, his family didn't come from much. He had a lot of brothers and sisters. He was just very caring. He was always that friend who was there for them no matter what. Like, in the first movie when he kind of sacrificed himself, I guess, during the chess game. You know, he he was just a great friend, and I just felt like I could relate to him, and he was just so sweet. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I went back and I rewatched Sorcerer's Stone recently, and the chessboard scene. That was Sorcerer's mm-hmm. Stone, right? Was that the first one? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, it really is a very selfless act. It's a very courageous thing. I didn't really appreciate that when I was younger, but now seeing that, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, it's Joe, a lot different yeah, when you see it when you're older. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it is definitely different. So when you watch the movies, now that you think about who's playing the characters and what they look like, can you actually picture them as anyone else? Or is that like the only way you can think of these characters now? Oh, yes, that's the only way. They made the characters, I feel. They definitely did. They did great casting. And I feel like each actor and actress made the character. Joe, how do you feel about that? I was thinking about this the other day, actually. Um <laughs> And who I would actually recast. I couldn't really think of anybody because that's who you'd think of as, mm-hmm. you know, Daniel Radcliffe, unfortunately for him, and he probably hates this, but he's always going to be thought of as Harry Potter. Um, I think Emma Watson obviously has done the better job of getting away from that, but oh. you still think of her as Hermione. That's where she got her start. Mm-hmm. They, these were just kids who have never acted before when they were picked mm-hmm. out of this. So I, I, I don't know. I really, I really can't. What do you think, Scott? There were rumors of a reboot. A couple years ago, that was something that I don't know if that was true or not, but I got very angry. I said, there's no way they should be rebooting this. This is perfect the way it is. I I can't. 
I really can't picture anybody I know right now in those roles. I just can't do it. Yeah, even though I don't think the movies were perfect or, or you know, so fantastic, mm-hmm. like they're, they're instant classics or anything, I, I like them a lot. I still don't think they should ever re- they should reboot it. At least not yet. There's who, oh, yeah. you, who else know. could you put in these roles? Right. That it's not already ingrained that it's Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. You know, I I, I don't see yeah. it. So yeah, here's a question. Okay, uh, here's a question for you both. Would you rather see Cats or a reboot of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? Oh my! <laughs> I think definitely the Harry Potter reboot, just I so too. I can give it a little shade. Maybe I don't know. I have to agree. I have. I would much rather see that than Cats. Oh, poor Cats. Wow. Did not do and well. I'll see almost any Broadway show you know, <laughs> at some point. So, yeah. Can we talk about this for a second, though? Here's a question for you, completely unrelated to Harry Potter. When the Cats trailer came out and you saw that trailer, did you think that it would do well? Did, was there ever a moment where you thought, oh, this is going to be huge? Never. The only reason why is because Taylor Swift is in it. And, you know, she has her cult following, her fan base. Yes. And I feel like that is a big reason why. Um, the only reason why I would watch it is because I heard the main character is actually a real ballerina in real life. Yes, yeah. that is true. That's true. So I would want to see that to support her. And, you know, that is the only reason why. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. There was not one minute I thought it would do well, honestly. Even the um, the Taylor Swift super fans that, you know, post online and everything were upset that she's in it for only about five minutes. Oh. And she comes in and she comes out and that's it. It's not even obviously they're using her to advertise the movie, but she's not in it a lot. So you could probably see her scene on YouTube by now, honestly. Right. Um I, I just I don't know. There is no chance of that movie to do well. Although I think opening weekend it made only six million or something. Horrendous. Yeah. Awful. One of, one of the reporters that I follow, Roger Freeman, Joe Joe and I are big fans of this guy, Roger Freeman. He reported, yeah. I think, on Thursday night, it only made five hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> that is terrible. terrible. Oh, how unfortunate! Yeah, when I went to see Rise of Skywalker, I went to an eight forty five a.m. showing on Friday, and I looked at the showtime listings, and I saw catches at nine fifteen in the morning, and I thought to myself, "Is anyone here for cats?" I would love to see who's in that theater actually at nine fifteen <laughs> yeah. in the morning. I'm gonna <laughs> rope drop cats. <laughs> oh wow! Cats land coming person. to Universal. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you could start an Instagram account <laughs> all about cats. <laughs> I, I would love to. That would be more successful than the movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. It's true. It's true. Karina, uh, another one last question about the Harry Potter stuff, unless something else comes to us, because we're big Potter fans, as you could see. So we're always. I love it. <laughs> we're always thinking about Potter topics. And I'll be out to lunch with Joe and I'll be asking him a question about work or just something. And then out of the blue, I'll say, oh, Joe, what do you think about this Harry Potter topic? It's just <laughs> always on our minds. But yes. <laughs> if you were being consulted by Universal and they wanted your opinion as to what you would do as a fan for the Wizarding World in the future, like something you'd like to see mm-hmm. created, what would you say? I would love to see the Great Hall. I would love to see the common rooms. Oh. That would be amazing. I That would, yeah. I think it would be amazing if they were able to do the the common rooms, like going from a central staircase or something, and then have things move around to get to the secret doors, to get to those common rooms. I think that would be an awesome land, like an awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. And then in the Great Hall during uh, like Halloween, how they have the pumpkins floating and the lights, and it could be another area where you could eat a new restaurant. I don't know. 
yeah. <laughs> and they they would definitely have the technology. They'd probably be able to do like to have the you know the ghosts come in and decorate the hall or or in different holidays and things like that. Nearly headless Nick. Yep, I think that'd be really cool. Joe, I remember when we were down there in October, you said to me that they should do a Hogwarts hotel. I would love it. Yes. Could you imagine just the way Disney's thinking about the Star Wars hotel? If oh, they yeah. did a Hogwarts hotel where you can stay in the castle, I, I would never leave. Like I, It would be amazing. I would never leave as well. I would make that my new home. I don't know how, but I would try. Yeah. I would well, try. I mean, there are rumors that they're going to do um, a new... Not uh, almost like a new theme park with Fantastic Beasts when they open the new th- the new uh, theme park in a couple of years. Right. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Fantastic Beasts, honestly, but mm-hmm. if they were to put some part of Harry Potter in there as well, I, I, I that would be a great idea actually if they did a mm-hmm. hotel like that. Yeah. I I personally feel like they should just add more to the Harry Potter mm-hmm. uh, part to it instead of Fantastic Beasts. If I could change things in Universal. The New York area, that could easily be Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. They made a speakeasy one time, and it was a bar, the blind pig, that they have mm-hmm. in Fantastic Beasts, and it was amazing. One of the things I've never understood about Orlando theme park fans, because we love Disney, too, in addition to Universal, you do get your Disney fans who say, I never go to Universal. Mm. I mean, I've heard that, that, that they just look at Universal as being... Second best to Disney. And what I don't understand is, personally speaking, I find the Wizarding World to be the most... I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge, okay? But the most detailed place in Orlando theme parks. If you love Disney and their attention to detail, there is no way you're not going to love the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So to me, it's all to be celebrated. It's kind of just like this amazing world that exists out there for theme park fans. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no reason to hate one or the other, honestly. I mean, just... The fact that you can go to Diagon Alley and then turn left into Nocturne Alley, that they even thought to put that in there. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just, to me, that's just a great thing to have for theme parks in general. And just the same way you can go to Disney and go, you know, go down one of those areas. It's just Mm -hmm. have Avatar, you know, the Avatar land. It's just awesome. I mean, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you enjoy it? Yeah. So, Scott, if you could do any, if you could tell Universal what to do, what would you want them to do? I love Karina's idea about the uh, the Great Hall and the and the common rooms. Yeah, I, I always loved watching those depicted on film, and I think to see those in person would be great. Maybe I know they have a little bit of a Quidditch simulation on the Forbidden Journey attraction, but mm-hmm. maybe some other type of Quidditch attraction. Oh, that would be yeah, nice. That would be good too. I also would like to see. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Karina. I don't think there's a sit down restaurant with waiters and waitress service at. Wizarding World, right? There's no, there's a leaky cauldron where it's just quick service, mm-hmm. but there's no waiter and waitress service anywhere, right? No. I would no. like to maybe see a Harry Potter restaurant, just like a more traditional like a restaurant, our, more like a BR guest yeah. type. Yeah. Restaurant, yeah. I've never been there. I went yeah. there for lunch. I wasn't yeah. crazy, Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I heard it's better for dinner. The Wizarding World at Diagon Alley is open during Halloween Horror Nights. I would love to see maybe something incorporated there related to Halloween Horror Nights. They should decorate in a, in a, in a way. Maybe, you know, just they really should. They're, that's a missed opportunity in my opinion. Yeah. And it's always super dead when it's uh, during Halloween Horror Nights. It's super dead. And there's never anybody in Diagon Alley at all. Well, which I like because then we can go in there and, <laughs> you know, not have mm-hmm. it be too crowded. But that is yep. true. 
So, Karina, whenever we have guests here on the Stuff We Love podcast, in addition to the reason they're on, and tonight was talking Harry Potter with you, we always like to ask them some general pop culture questions about other things that they're fans of. So, uh, Joe, you want to start off by asking Karina the first, I guess you call this, pop culture question. Sure. Karina, first pop culture question, what is your favorite movie? The Harry Potter series. You got to give another one. I mean, yes, we're with you on that. We're with you. Okay. um, I have to say Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot. Great movie. Good choice. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Some Like It Hot is a movie that I saw for the first time maybe two or three years ago. I kind of, I realized I see a gazillion movies a year and there's some classics (laughs) that I don't see. So what I do is every couple of films I go back and I watch an older film. That's a movie that where the humor holds up well now. Still laugh out loud oh, yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's fascinating just it. to see Marilyn Monroe on screen. Just she's such an icon of the 20th century, Ugh, you know? I love her. She's just amazing. Yeah. Do you like older films? Are you a fan of classic Hollywood? I do. I love old films. Mm-hmm. Classics, yeah. It's interesting. I, I learned that um, the Grand Floridian was inspired, I think, if I read this correctly, by the Hotel Del Coronado, which is featured in Some Like It Hot. Yes. In San Diego, right? That's yep. Absolutely. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Karina, what's your favorite? Who's your, I should say, who is your favorite musical artist, band, singer? His name is Tycho. His genre of music is chill wave and ambiance. Mm-hmm. Yep. He so, is very chill. He makes, yeah. you know, that kind do of Do you know relaxing. who he is? I do know who he is. Yeah. We, we know music, Karina. We love music. <laughs> all right. Listen, I can talk about music all day long. I love all types of music. music and I really love reggae. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've actually been listening to uh, a lot of reggae. I have you know Sirius XM channel forty two. I listen to all the time. Nice. So that's nice. like my new thing now. Who are some other uh, musicians you're fans of? I love all the Marleys. Mm-hmm. Like Stephen Marley, Julian, Damian, Kaimani, mm-hmm. the whole family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. You ever go to the Marley restaurant over at City Walk? I haven't. No. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. I've been to Jamaica a couple times. I have a lot of friends who live there, so I'm always just skeptical to try Jamaican right. food that's not like from there, I guess. Right. Uh, but it's a it's a beautiful island. It really is. Back gotcha. to Orlando real fast, and I know you are in the area, but what is your favorite theme park resort? I live so close, so I don't really stay at the resorts. I have stayed at Cabana, and I really uh, liked it. Okay, yep. It was nice. And if you get the view where you can see the volcano at Volcano Bay, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do nice. that one day. Uh, what about your favorite Orlando area theme park? That's a hard one to choose from because that's picking between Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley. Mm. That's yeah, So it, it would be a universal. You're, you, you like Universal more than Disney overall, even though I know you're a Disney fan too. I'm going to be honest with you. Watch your say SeaWorld. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, no, no. <laughs> If Universal didn't have the Wizarding World, mm-hmm. I would just go to Disney. Wow. Yeah. And I tell people that a lot. Wow. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. If they didn't have the Wizarding World, I would just be strictly Disney. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but man, it's it's tough. So Universal at, at, yeah. is like home and Disney is like my theme park, I guess. <laughs> so at Disney, what's your favorite park? Animal Kingdom. Wow. Okay. Good. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I love Animal Kingdom. It goes Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and then Magic Kingdom. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm, I, I, Karina, I, that's really great. I don't think I've ever heard the when I, I I talk to people a lot about their favorite Disney parks. <laughs> I've never heard that order. 
mention. Really? Yeah. Usually people seem to say Epcot or Magic Kingdom are their favorites. At mm-hmm. least that's been my experience. Even though I, uh, they love them all. I mean, and I, I love them all. They're all great. I have great memories at every one of those parks. Mm. Joe, what's your favorite Disney park? My favorite Disney park? I think it's Epcot. Epcot? Yeah. I, although uh, right now they're doing a lot of construction. So the last time we were there mm. was a little bit difficult to get around. But right. maybe when they open it up again, it'll be, it'll be good. I'm just, I mean, I like Magic Kingdom. But I actually like Animal Kingdom just as much. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollywood Studios is probably number four. Mm-hmm. Oh, but really? again, I have not been um, to the Star Wars area, so I, I don't know yet. Nice. It might go up. Do you like that area, Karina? You, are you a fan of Galaxy's Edge? I do. Yeah. I really like it. Oh, it's okay. Nice. <laughs> so that might that might go up. Do you like Toy Story? I love Toy Story. Okay. Yes, and the Slinky Ride is really fun yeah scott have you been on the slinky ride i was on it once yeah okay i had a great time it was a lot of fun very easy coaster very uh, friendly coaster it is i'll tell you i i um i like alien swirling sorcerers too that ride Mm -hmm. the other ride at toy story land i know some people aren't crazy about that they say it's too childish or whatever but i I think it's fun if you like the scrambler Mm -hmm. i remember he's going on the scrambler at these carnivals where you weren't sure if the ride was going to (laughs) literally snap in two (laughs) during the actual experience (laughs) But, you know, if you like that type of ride, that's kind of like Swirling Sausage. It's a little less intense than the Scrambler, I would say. Yeah. You know I don't like rides like that, so I probably won't right, uh, right. go on that. But Do you like roller coasters? I like roller coasters. Okay. Can I? Oh, speaking of that, Karina, I want to ask you a question because I'm not a huge roller coaster guy. I could mm-hmm. do Slinky Dog. I could do Big Thunder. No problem at all. How intense would you say Hagrid's is? On a scale of like 1 to 10, mm-hmm. I would say it's a 5. 5. Okay. Yeah. And – to follow up on that, does it change if you're riding on a bike or in the sidecar? For me, it does. Okay. I'm short, so I have to have my hands on the handles. Mm-hmm. If not, I feel like I'm just going to fall off. If not, um, I really like to sit on the sidecar so that I can keep my hands up. Because I really okay. like to put my hands up on the roller coasters. But, yeah. So my next question for you was going to be, what's your favorite theme park nice. ride in Orlando? Is it Hagrid's? Hagrid's is number one, and The Mummy is number two. The Mummy, yes. I yep. love The Mummy. Scott, I know you're not a huge fan, but... So I went on there. I gave into pressure from Joe and my brother, Neil, <laughs> and I did not enjoy the experience. I'll be honest with you. I could appreciate how it's a great ride, but it's, I'm, I'm not a roller coaster person, and in the dark oh. it was a little too much. But I have to say, as soon as it ended and I saw Brendan Fraser on the screen, I felt a lot better. <laughs> I just felt better. That's funny. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It has two pretty big drops in it. It does. It does. I can't believe I did that. So you would say that's more intense than Hagrid? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So you could do Hagrid then. Yeah. I could. I oh, could. yeah. Our oh, last yeah. question here was going to be, out of all the Orlando theme parks you've been to, what's your favorite restaurant at those theme parks? I really like the Three Broomsticks and uh, the Leaky Cauldron. Mm-hmm. The Harry Potter ones. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, they are. The food's good and uh, the atmosphere's great. Oh, yeah. But as far as a non-Harry Potter one, I yeah. would recommend the Monster Cafe. Wow. Okay. Yes. Wow. They just changed their entire menu. And I don't know if any of you guys are uh, vegans or vegetarians. They also have a lot of those options in there as oh, well. Okay. Yeah. Good nice. barbecue stuff. <laughs> That's good to know. Joe, we'll go yeah, check it out. We, we've that. been in there before, but I don't... I don't we, did, we went in there just to check it out, the busts of the monsters and everything. So we'll give it a try with the food next time. Oh, yeah. 
So, uh, Karina, this is great. Uh, I, I, we were so excited to have you on the podcast tonight because we're such a such big fans of your social media posts. Uh, I personally feel that my Harry Potter fandom is enhanced <laughs> whenever I see your posts because it takes me to Aww. the Wizard World virtually, which is really awesome. And Joe, I know you feel the same way because we've, yeah, we've talked about that great. in advance of the show. Um, we're now going to uh, turn it over to the Stuff We Love segment. This is the part of the podcast where uh, tonight Karina, Joe, and I will give you a recommendation could be anything. Could be a movie, something like Cats, um, a, a song, a book, uh, something we're into right now. So, uh, Karina, you are our guest tonight, and we will start with you. What is something you'd like to talk about tonight on Stuff We Love? I did just see Rise of Skywalker. Okay, that's great. But that one might be – I don't want to spoil it. Well, you don't have to spoil it. You don't have to tell us what happens, but um, – okay. But you, you liked it, obviously. You were a fan. I loved it. I yeah. really did. I saw it too. What, what can we say about this without spoiling anything? Because it just came out a couple of days ago. Uh, all right, question for you. Out okay. of the last three films, The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker, was this your favorite? Yes. It made me more emotional, but it was, it was, it was my favorite. It goes three, one, and two. Three, one, and two. Okay. Okay. So another question I have for you, and it's maybe early to ask you this because we just saw it, but compared to all the other Star Wars films, Mm -hmm. what is your instinct telling you about where you rate this movie compared to the others? Going back to A New Hope. Man, I really like the older ones. Mm Mm-hmm. I do. I like older films, like 70s, 80s. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess that's all we can say about this at this point without spoiling anything. Go see it. Go see it. Yeah. Don't listen to the reviews. Make it. Make the decision yourself. One last question for you about Rise of Skywalker. Who's your favorite character in the film? I have to say, Kylo. Whoa! Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you watch The Mandalorian on Disney Plus? I do, and I love it. Baby Yoda. The child. So cute. I really got us. I really have to watch that. Speaking of which, uh, Karina, I should tell you this because I literally maybe about an hour or two ago was on Facebook and somebody I know that lives down in the Orlando area was at one of the Disney theme parks. I don't know which one. And they are selling Baby Yoda socks. At Disney Springs. Disney Springs. They have an entire wall of Baby Yoda socks, shirts. Uh, pop sockets, everything, wow. cell phone cases. Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda <laughs> such a great character. And by the way, how great is Disney Springs? Disney Springs is so amazing. Every time we're there, it's just um, uh, it's so much fun to go to. And but, I used to go to Disney Springs when I was really little. So right. seeing how it is now, it's just it's so much bigger. Right. So much bigger. Yeah. Well, Karina, that's a great uh, stuff. We love recommendations. Very timely. The Rise of Skywalker. You can't get more time <laughs> than that. That's awesome. Uh, Joe, what about you? Uh, Sure. So right now I'm reading a book. This is actually very timely, and I did not plan this specifically for this episode, but it is a book um, called Universal Orlando, The Unofficial Story. It's by somebody named Nick Sim, Hmm. and it goes through the entire history of uh, the Universal Studios theme parks and how they came to be. It's not it's like a real book. You know, it's not um, even though the title is unofficial story. It's 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 well researched. (laughs) It talks about the history and how they bought the land initially and what they did to actually get the theme park open and how it really wasn't, it was basically a flop when it first opened and then what they did to then continue it and make it a success. 
and it's a really good book. It's it's um, came out about three or four years ago, I would say, but I just saw it and said, you know what, I got to get this, and it's actually pretty good. So it's called Un- uh, Universal Orlando: The Unofficial Story by Nick Sim. And what are I'm you reading, reading right that? Now. Is that a Kindle book? It's a Kindle book. I'm reading it right now. Okay, I'm, great. I'm about seventy five percent of the way through. So cool. Even though oh. I know the ending, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to read um, that. It's a good book. It's sounds cool. great. Awesome recommendation, Joe. Uh, for me, I'm just going to talk for a moment about this product called Phone Soap. I believe this was on Shark Tank. I bought this online, either Black Friday or Cyber Monday, one of the two. And what it's designed to do is clear your phone of bacteria. They have done studies where they look at your phone, and there's so many germs on there on both the phone and the case. So what phone soap is, it's an electronic product. You plug it into the wall, and you put your phone in this box. It literally is a box. And you close the top of the box, and a light goes on. And for 10 minutes, it cleans the phone of bacteria. Uh, I forget what technology is. It's like um, ultraviolet light or whatever yes, it is. I have one, actually. It's oh, you great. do? I do. You like it? It's great. It, it, yeah, I love it. It is. I mean, I, I assume it's working. I don't know if it is. Right. But it does use ultraviolet light, and it it's um, it's great. They say it's worked. I mean, they, they tested it, and it supposedly really does work. How often do you use it, Joe, by the way? I don't use it um, as much as I should. Right. Maybe, you know, once every couple of days, but um, my, you know, my wife uses it probably three times a day uh, all <laughs> right. the time. So, so it, another oh, cool. question I have for you, like the first time I did it, when I was done with it, I actually thought to myself, this phone feels cleaner. Was that in my head or does it really feel I, cleaner? I, I, you know what? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I understand it because I do the same, but it is in your head. There's no way you could tell. I let my father-in-law use it this morning when he was at my house. And when I gave it back to him, his phone, he goes, oh, this phone is so clean. I'm like, really? Is it really clean? <laughs> like, you know, do you, are you really seeing that? <laughs> but anyhow, phone soap, it, uh, it is a really cool product. And anything that could take away some of the germs on our phones, I would say, is a good thing. Yep, 100%. So, Karina, now's your chance. Go ahead and tell the listeners where they can follow you on social media, how they can find your page, and uh, follow along with you know all things Harry Potter. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Magically Potteresque. So just searching for Magically Potteresque, your accounts will come up is the best way to do it? Yes. Okay, cool. And uh, please, uh, for all of our listeners, do that. Uh, Karina's accounts are so much fun. If you're a fan of Harry Potter, it's, they're, to me, some of the most essential accounts out there on social media if you're a fan of that stuff. So definitely do that. And uh, thank you for, for joining us, Karina. This has been a lot of fun. That's Thank great. you for having me, guys. <laughs> uh, we want to tell our audience now where they could find the Stuff We Love podcast online. We're on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, Instagram Stuff We Love Podcast. We have a Facebook page, which we encourage you to go and like. Our website is StuffWeLovePodcast.com. You can write to us on email at StuffWeLovePodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we ask you to leave us those five-star reviews on iTunes, which makes it easier for others to find the show. And as I mentioned at the beginning, this is going to be our last show for 2019. So we wish all of our listeners a very happy holidays and a happy and healthy new year. We're going to go around the table one last time. I'm Scott. I'm Joe. I'm Karina. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.